Hey there, it's Lisa, and welcome to The Victorious Life. Welcome to the broadcast tonight. It's a pleasure to be here with you, and I want to thank you for joining me tonight. You know, it's such an honor to bring you God's Word, and we're going to spend maybe the next 30 minutes or so, and I believe you're totally going to be blessed tonight. You know, the Lord put um, something in my heart just a couple of days ago, and I really felt strongly that this was to be the topic for tonight. And it's uh, it's about the devil's dirtiest trick. Now, before I get started, I just want to say I never, never want to focus on what the enemy is doing. And I don't ever want you to focus on what the enemy is doing either because that there's no value in that. We only want to be focused on what the Lord Jesus Christ has already done for us at the cross, okay? So I just wanted to begin with saying that, you know, too many people are focused on what the devil is doing and they think there's a demon, you know, behind every doorknob and they're just, they walk around fearful their whole lives. No, that is not how we want to be living our lives. So what is, I'm diving right in, what is the devil's dirtiest trick? If you know it, and, and you probably do, type it in. Type it in the comments because I want to, you know, this. it's not really a trick question. I'm going to tell you anyway. But the devil's dirtiest trick is deception. It's deception. First of all, he wants the world to not even believe that he exists, right? How many people can you think of, even right now, that they believe, you know, there's a God, but nah, the devil, nah. The devil ain't real. The devil, please, you know. And then there's other people that are like, oh, the devil, the devil, the devil's on my back. The devil's constantly attacking me, you know, and all this stuff. You know what? Got to stop giving so much glory to the devil, right? Yes, it's good to be on guard. The Bible talks a ton about, you know, the enemy and you've got to be on guard. You've got to know the wiles of the enemy, right? But again, and one of the worst kinds of deception is self-deception right? Self-deception. It's so horrible. It's when you think you're right, but you're wrong, right? It's when you think you're right, but you're wrong. It's when you're, you know, when you're thinking that God's mad at you and he's not. It's thinking that you're not forgiven and you are. Oh my gosh. So, you know, Proverbs 14, 12 says, there's a way that seems right to a man, but in the end it leads to death. We've got to be really on guard with, you know, what what we believe. And that's why we need to know the Word of God. Because the Word of God is truth. It is truth. It is truth. Period. Right? It is truth. So, here's the deal. If you're born again, well, if you're born again, you know what that means. And But there may be people on here tonight or watching the replay that you don't really know what born again means. And, and, you know, it simply means that you have asked Jesus Christ to come in and be the Lord of your heart. You believe that God the Father raised him from the dead, right? On the third day, he rose again. And you ask him to come in and be your Lord and Savior. You're giving him authority to, to rule in your life and, and you know, you're going to follow. You're choosing to follow his ways. You're asking forgiveness of, you know, your sins. And let me just say this, the second that you ask Jesus to come in and be the Lord of your life and you repent, repent also. It's not just saying, I'm sorry. It means that you're choosing 
to go in a different direction. You're choosing to go in the way of the Lord according to God's word. That's what it means. Okay, repentance means, Lord, I am sorry that I was living crazy, living for myself, not even thinking about you, right? I know I was at one time. And so when you repent, and I mean, listen, God knows if, if you mean it or not. You, you, you can't just say it and not really mean it and then expect, you know, to get God results in your life. That's just not, that's not the way it works. God looks at the heart, right? And believe me, for what Jesus did for us, oh my gosh, we want to give our lives to him because we want that, that, oh, we want to, we want to be overcomers. We want to live victoriously. There's no way to do it without Jesus Christ. There isn't. There's no way to do it without the Lord. So, okay. So when you ask Jesus to come in and be the Lord of your life, I'm going to tell you right now, you your, your spirit is what's called born again. This is what it means to be born again. And I, and I did a video on it um, March 23rd of 2017, I believe it is. And you can always you know go back. It's like a 12-minute video and watch it. But here's, here's how I explained being born again. When you are asked Jesus to come into your life, be your Lord and Savior, you're the Holy Spirit, which is the very spirit of Jesus Christ, according to Galatians 4.6, the very uh, spirit of Jesus, the Holy Spirit comes in to your spirit, like comes into you, comes into you. And now it's, it's your, your, the spirit part of you is born again. It's recreated. It's a species that's never been before. Okay. But your mind and your body have not been recreated. Okay. Cause sometimes people say, well, you know, I'm born again, but why isn't anything changing? Because your spirit part of you has been born again, recreated, regenerated, but now you've got to renew your mind with God's word so that your mind can catch up, right? Because we've all been through circumstances in our lives. We've all been through things and we've listened to people, you know, and, and just all the junk of the world that's gotten in us, right? As children, we grow, we grow, you know, we get older and more things happen. So you've got to renew your mind so your mind can catch up, you know, with what your spirit knows and then, mm, nice. So the other thing is the minute that you asked Jesus to come into your heart, not only are your sins forgiven, right? Your, your spirit is, is recreated. Your spirit is made perfect, okay? And so what happens is your past is completely, completely washed away. You are forgiven, forgiven, forgiven. Past, present, and future. Oh my gosh. Because it says, the Bible says that your sins will not be imputed against you. I'm going to tell you something. It took a while for my head to, be, to wrap around this one because I'm like, how could future sins be forgiven? And does that mean it's just okay to go and sin? I'm telling you, this is really, really important, okay? The grace message that we're hearing today, yes, Jesus came to, you know, he died for you to be free and forgiven of all your sins so that you would have eternal life, so that you would have the Holy Spirit, so that the whole you could let the Holy Spirit live in you and through you, and then you know, you, so that you can be victorious. And Jesus said, I have given you power over all the, you know, I've given you authority over all the power of the enemy. 
<sighs> okay, I get excited, but I'm, I hope you guys are trekking with me here. The bottom line is once you ask Jesus to come in and be the Lord of your life, you are forgiven. Your past is washed completely away. I want you to get an image of you standing on a beach and you write your name in the sand, right? You write something in the sand or you draw hearts or whatever. You write something in the sand and then all of a sudden the waves come and it washes what you just wrote away forever. You could rewrite it again, but it will never, ever be the same as it was before because it's been completely, completely washed away. That is what the blood of Jesus did for you and me, those who have given, you know, your lives to him and asked him to be the Lord of your life. I mean, it is just, it's absolutely supernatural. It's spiritual. It is beautiful, right? And the world can't even understand this stuff because it's spiritually discerned, but you know, if you've got a loved one in your life that you're praying for, and I know that many do, you know what? Satan has kept them deceived. He's got the blinders on them. They will talk to you and say that that you're crazy. They feel like they're talking to a crazy person. I just had someone so close to my heart say that to me two days ago. I feel like I'm talking to a crazy person. And this person is just... Mm, I just, I, my heart, I just was like, oh my gosh. And I know that it's pure deception. It's pure deception. And all I could pray, you know, and I was in tears later and I said, Lord, Lord, open the eyes of, you know, this person's understanding, send a laborer across his path because, you know, it's, it's someone, you know, a family member. And it just was, it was difficult. So in any event, um, well, you could tell this one, that one really touched my heart, right? And some of you may be dealing with the same thing, but God is faithful. God is faithful. Don't ever forget that. Okay, so the other thing is, you know, so the good news, the grace of God, right? He takes away your sins. He removes them as far as the east is from the west, and he will remember them never again, never again, never Psalm 103, 12 and 13 says, as far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions, our sins, right, from us. Just as a father has compassion on his children, a good father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him, right? And fear, you reverence, you, you, you want to, you know, do things his way. You want to honor him. You want to be pleasing, mm, right? In Isaiah 43, 25, the Lord says, I, even I am the one who wipes out your transgressions, right? Your sins for my own sake, and I will not remember your sins. Okay. I just have to say this. This is, this is just amazing. You know, Satan, he's a, the deceiver, right? His MO is deception. That's his, uh, that's his, that's his gig. He wants to steal, to kill and to destroy. He is a killer. He is a destroyer. He throws lies at us, right? But did, you know, and he'll even manipulate human beings to be angry with God about things in their lives. And it's like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Did we forget that God himself came down from heaven and paid the ultimate price for us in the person of Jesus Christ. Oh my gosh. 
He's a good God. He loves us. He came to give you and me the victory, the victory over the enemy. Oh my gosh. Okay, man, God is not a man that he should lie. So that's grace. Is It's the good news of what Jesus did for us, right? But does that mean that it's okay to sin because your sins aren't going to be held against you? I need to go here for a minute. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Okay, why? Because sin opens the door to the devil to come in and wreak havoc on your life. He can't touch your born-again spirit, but he can touch your mind and your body. Ugh. You know, it's like when we allow sin to come in, it's like we've gotten bitten by the snake. And if, you, if we continue, if you continue in the counsel of that enemy, that snake bite, that mouth of that serpent just gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger, right? You think of like a python until he wants to destroy and kill. We can't allow that to happen. So God is not mad at us, right? When you sin, God is not mad at you. He's not even holding it against you. However, Satan, still you're giving him access. And grace, because we have the Holy Spirit inside of us, uh, I think I heard it was Todd White. He said, why would you ever want to sin? And it's like putting Jesus's face in the mud after what he did for us. Oh my gosh, that is so true. It's like, why would we ever want, listen, I know that sometimes things will happen, you know, or we'll have an argument with someone or we'll say things that we shouldn't have or we'll do things that we shouldn't have. But here's the key. Satan will come and remind you of that. The past, the past, you're no good. Look at you, sinner, all this stuff. And the Holy Spirit is saying, right? He's not holding it against you. God's not holding it against you. But what he is doing is he's convicting you of your right standing with God, of your righteousness. He is coming to you saying, you're better than that. That's not even who you are. Do things my way. Come on, turn, do it my way, right? The Holy Spirit, gentle, peace. Oh, he's beautiful. He's so beautiful. And so when Satan comes to remind you of your past, <laughs> we always say, you remind him of his future. Well, that's, you know, that's fine. But just remember, it's a lie. When he reminds you of your past, it's a lie. Because your past is gone. It's gone. It's not, God doesn't even remember it. Period. So you don't want to be reminding God of your past. There's no need. There's no need, right? And so I love what Jesus said. You got to realize that the thoughts that come from the enemy, it's the voice of the stranger, right? Sometimes it, it could be an, a, a voice that comes through another person who means well, but the devil can even use people, you know what I mean? To say something that's contrary to God's word and, um, but you've got to counter it. You, this is why we've got to know God's word so that we can, you know, the Holy spirit can rise up and say, um, you know, we got to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit so we can say, mm, no. You get a check in your spirit like a, mm, no. You need to counter things, you know. Um, but Jesus said in John 10, 27, he said, my sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. I love that. Thank you, Jesus. You are so beautiful. You are just awesomeness. Ah, I love you, Lord. And I know you love him too because you're on this broadcast. Praise God. So then in John 10, 4 and 5, Jesus said, after he has gathered his flock, and you're now Jesus's flock, right? If you're born again, and if you're not, I'm going to help you 
with that in just a minute and then I have more to share with you so don't think it's the end of the broadcast because I do do that sometimes at the end of the broadcast but Jesus said after he has gathered his flock right you're now Jesus's flock he Jesus walks ahead of them but they will never follow a stranger they will run away from a stranger because they don't know his voice isn't that awesome isn't that awesome? You know, it reminds me of children. If you've ever been like um, in a line at the post office or at the grocery store, right? If you've ever been in line and you see a little child like clinging to their mom or dad, you know, they might be looking at you, but they're, they're, they might be looking at you. They might even be smiling or making a funny face, but they're clinging to their mom or dad or grandparent or whoever they're with, right? They're clinging. And that's how we need to cling to Jesus because we are going to have things come at us from the world and we've got to we've got to know the voice of the Holy Spirit, right? And so, how can you tell if it's God speaking to you or if it's the enemy speaking to you? Okay, so first of all, if if you if you get a thought or an impression that makes you, you know, that doesn't edify you or lift you up, but instead it makes you feel fearful, angry, depressed, you know, it says something like you get a thought that says, and, and remember the enemy doesn't talk to you in, in like the third person, he talks to you in the first person, like I'm a loser, right? I'm, so that you're thinking I'm a loser. No, you know what? That will never come from God. If anything, if you mess up, God's never going to talk to you like that, but the Holy Spirit will say, come on, that's not who you are. You're my son. You're my daughter. You're amazing. I love you. Come on, let's do things my way. Let's get back in the saddle. Come on, right? That's the goodness of our God. But the enemy is like, he's, he's a jerk. He's a jerk. He's, I hate him. I hate him. And I am out to destroy his kingdom. Ugh! And you do too. I see hearts and legs flying. I'm telling you. So if, if the voice doesn't edify you now, if you're in sin, for example, and you know, a believer that is strong in the Lord may come to you and say, um, you know, it would still be done in love though. Like, look, the word says this, you're kind of doing this, but they're not going to come and just slam you. You need to get it together. No, that's not, that's not God. That's not how he does. Right. Okay. The Holy Spirit is gentle. The enemy is like, the other thing is you want to pay close attention to the I shoulds and the I shouldn'ts, right? How many times you, maybe you go to eat something and you're like, mm, really shouldn't have that. And then, but the other part of you is going, but I really want it. So you eat it and then you're like, oh, I know I knew I shouldn't have had that. Pay attention to the I shoulds and the I shouldn'ts. And not that that's a sin, but you're suffering consequences because you knew you shouldn't. And actually it does say in James that if you... If you think that something's a sin and you do it anyway, then it is sin for you. So interesting, right? That's the word of God. The other thing is you want to let peace rule in your heart. Let peace be your umpire. Colossians 3.15. If you have peace about something, green light. If you don't have peace about something, wait or say no. Okay, if you feel pressure, like you've got to do it right now or you're going to miss out. That is not the Lord, okay? And that feeling will pass anyway in probably 20 minutes to, you know, an hour. But when it's the Lord and say the Lord, you know, tells you to do something or give somewhere and 
you haven't done it and like three days goes by and it comes back to you again, that's the Lord. The Holy Spirit, I mean, the devil's not going to tell you to, to do something good for somebody. You know what I mean? So this is, these, these are just some ways that you'll know. Um, yeah. Okay. I'm just trying to, I'm trying to see if there was any, um, anything else. Okay. So the bottom line is you've got to know the truth of who you are. The enemy is a deceiver. He will keep reminding you of your past to keep you stuck so you don't move forward into your destiny. Okay? That's what he does. He's the accuser of the brethren and he stinks. Okay? But your new identity once you're born again is in Christ. That means that when the Holy Spirit comes to live in you, you let him live through you. Romans 8.14 says that those who are led by the Spirit of God are the sons of God, right? And daughters, us. Yay. Um, so once you've asked Jesus to come into your heart, be your Lord, your past is washed away completely. Your sins are completely eradicated. Bye-bye. Gone. Never to be remembered again. This is the good God that we serve. Oh, praise the Lord. He loves you. He loves you. He loves you. Okay, so I already addressed the fact of it's not okay to keep sinning, right? You want to turn away from that because, again, you do not want to be opening the door. And, you know, every time we willfully sin, literally it's like we're taking a bow to the enemy, right? And what did, what did Satan want from Jesus more than anything in the wilderness? If you bow down before me, right, you and I should not be doing that. Because we have the Holy Spirit in us who gives us the power to say no to the enemy, okay? So Luke 10, 19 says, Jesus has given those who are his, right? He's given you all power. Uh, uh, he's given you authority, rather. Authority over all the power of the enemy, just like he had authority over all the power of the enemy. The same exact thing. Jesus... Jesus is not going to do it for you, right? I, you know, I always talk about this, but after Jesus was raised from the dead, he never did one more miracle. The apostles did it. The disciples did it. You and me are supposed to do it, <clears throat> right? Isn't that awesome? Yay. I'm so serious, right? But the enemy wants to keep you deceived, thinking that you have no power. You have no authority over sickness, over disease, over anything. And it is a lie. It is pure deception. Pure deception because Jesus said, I have given you all authority, right? Authority over all the power of the enemy. All the power of the enemy. And nothing shall by any means harm you. But guess what? When you see a circumstance or you see someone sick, listen, and don't send me messages going, yeah, but what? listen, this is the word of God. It's the word of God. And you know, God has shown me just through, through revelation, through his word, he's given us authority. And the Lord showed me through a revelation that, that his power will work in your life 24-7 when you're in full agreement with him. John 14, 30 and 31, Jesus said, and read it in the Amplified, he said that, um, the enemy has no power over him, right? Because he has nothing in common with the enemy and he is always in full agreement with his father. What does that tell you? You and I, we need to be in full agreement with our father, mm, right? We've got to be, we've got to be, we've got to be. Second Corinthians 10, four and five, right? Cast down all thoughts, 
that try to make themselves higher than God's word. That's a way of explaining it just to keep it simple, right? Because, you know, it says cast down, casting down thoughts and imaginations that exalt themselves higher than God's word. So you have to guard your thoughts at the door and cast them down, right? And make them obey the word of God. You have a choice. If we didn't, God would have never said, I place before you life and death. You choose, right? Mm, it's up to us. It's up to you. It's up to me. So again, if you continue in the counsel of the enemy, you will become fearful, angry, depressed, and everything that is the opposite of the victorious life. And you just give the enemy, you know, full-blown access. Don't do that. Jesus paid too high of a price with his life to give you a life of abundance, right? And I'm not talking about like just money. I'm talking about so that you have everything you need to be an overcomer and live victoriously on this earth for him. Oh, I want, you know, all I, all I want to do is just be that vessel for the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, for the last two days, I've just been before the Lord, just Lord, just use me, use me, and, you know, and, and, and praying in, in, in tongues, praying in the spirit. And I'm going to have to save that for another day, but mm, boy, that that's power right there. Oh, okay. So just remember to John eight twelve. Jesus said, I'm the light of the world. And if you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness. There you go. The other thing is the word lights your path. You don't know what direction to go in, right? Psalm 119.105 says, Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. That's beautiful, the word of God, right? So we're just about out of time right now, but if you would like a brand new start, maybe you haven't ever asked Jesus to, you know what, I said I wasn't going to do it at the end of the broadcast because I had a whole nother part to share with you, but we're going to be out of time. So I'm going to have to do this, you know, that second part on another day. But if you want a brand new star, or if you've never made Jesus the Lord of your life, you need to do that today so that you can get out of the enemy's camp and start living that life of abundance that Jesus died to give you. Remember, he's not dead though. He's alive and well, sitting at the right hand of God, watching to see what are you going to do? I want, I love you. Just follow me and you won't have to walk in darkness. Ah, mm. okay. So I want you to just, um, well, if you want to just pray this simple prayer with me, mean it with your whole heart and watch, you know, well, it's not just the prayer that does it because obviously the next step is you've got to get into the word of God because otherwise your spirit changes, your mind doesn't. And then your spirit and your mind will constantly be at war. What you want to do is renew your mind with the word so that you, the, you know, your, your mind and your spirit can line up and be as one. And then if there's any symptoms in your body and all that, that's going to follow too because you have authority. Ah, you have authority. Okay, so just pray with me and say, Lord Jesus, I am a sinner. And remember, if you're born again, you're a saint. I believe that you died on the cross and paid for my sins forever. And I believe that God the Father raised you again on the third day. I know you are alive today and you live forever. I ask you, Lord Jesus, 
to come into my heart now changed my life forever. Lord Jesus, I also ask you to baptize me in your Holy Spirit, with your Holy Spirit and fire. Woo! Take out of me everything that doesn't belong according to your word. Jesus, in your holy name I pray and I thank you. Amen and amen. Welcome to the family of God. Now, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, this is huge. And if you noticed, it's in this prayer. You know, oh my gosh, this is so important because this is where power is. And the whole speaking in tongues, that comes when you're baptized in the Holy Spirit. Now, I know some of you are like, oh, but that, is that the same as the gifts of the Holy Spirit and all this? I'm not talking about in a church setting where you speak in tongues and then you give the interpretation and we're like out of time. But, but this is between you and God. And when you, you know, praying in tongues, I'm going to just go here for a second. Praying in tongues, when you are baptized, when you ask the Lord, and, and listen, you, you can do it right in your room alone. I have, uh, you know, led people to do this and they have done it and they end up speaking in tongues. If you mean it with your heart and you ask the Lord to baptize you with his Holy Spirit and fire, he's going to do it. And then you just start making sounds to the Lord from your belly, syllables. Syllables. Every language is syllables. You're not going to understand what you're saying. Your mind is unfruitful. Oh, I don't have time to get into this today. You know what, though? Do I do I have time to get into this for a minute? I know we're, we're past the time, but I'll, I'll try to go quick. Okay. This is too important to not. You know, this is, it, it, it is a gift from God. Somebody just said, it is a gift from God. Liz, you're absolutely right. It is a gift from God. And when you ask the Lord, he's going to give it to you. He's going to give it to you. And the beautiful thing is, this is your prayer language. You're speaking to God, not to men. Okay? And let me give you a couple scriptures here. So, all right, let me just go here. And I started to say this, he's speaking in tongues. It's super powerful and it is a weapon against the enemy. And he wants you to think that it's gibberish. And I'm telling you that is a lie from the pit of hell. It is not gibberish because it's going to flow from your belly like rivers of living water. These syllables, you just start making syllables out loud to God. I remember when I first started, I remember being alone in my room and I was just like, Bria. And I just bypassed my mind and I just was just kept going. And before I knew it, it was like this whole flowing prayer language. But you gotta keep doing it. Keep doing it. You know, because if if do not let the devil lie to you and tell you it's gibberish. I'm telling you, in your room, alone, whatever, start making sounds to the Lord. Just start making, even if it's just a couple sounds. Sometimes with some people, it sounds like a real, like, like I say a real, it is a real language, but it sounds like, 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 a, like a language of, you know, from another country or something. And then for some people, it's more like repetitive. My prayer language happens to be pretty repetitive. It's just the, the gift that God gave me. Okay, so keep doing it. Yes, Kathy, keep doing it. Keep doing it. If you receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit tonight, comment, comment. If you are praying in tongues right now out loud, I want you to comment. There's so much power in this. There's so much power, power. 
you're speaking the mysteries of God. I'm just, we're going to go in like two minutes here. But 1 Corinthians 14, 13 through 15 says, Therefore, the one who speaks in a tongue should pray that he may interpret. Okay, you can ask God for the interpretation of what you're speaking. This is so important. You know, even before I got on here tonight, I'm in the room and I'm praying and I, I'm praying in, you know, I know what I'm praying in my mind that I want this to be, you know, impacting the multitudes, you know, just as God wants it. Now, I could have prayed that just with my English language, right? But instead I was thinking it, but I was praying in the spirit. And then I said, Lord, give me the interpretation of what you're telling me. And actually... Yeah, he did tell me something tonight. It was awesome. It was awesome. Praying in the spirit, you will get answers to things that you wouldn't otherwise get answers to. It's so cool. You'll get a thought. Oh, it's just amazing. 1 Corinthians 4, 14, 2 says, For he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men but to God. Indeed, no one understands him. He utters mysteries in the spirit. Woo! In 1 Corinthians 4, 18, the apostle Paul said he spoke in tongues more than any of them. Right? The Apostle Paul spoke in tongues all the time. All the time. Okay? So the Holy Spirit is absolutely necessary to be an overcomer and to live the victorious life. I'm telling you, this is so important. Romans 8.14, for those who are led by the Spirit of God are the sons of God. So be led by the Holy Spirit. Be led by the Spirit of God. I pray that this has blessed you tonight. Please comment and let me know how, you know, what you've taken away from this tonight. If this has blessed you, please share it on your page. Help me to advance the kingdom of God by sharing. You know, I, I just, you know, I just ask you to share it. I, I, I don't ask for um, money. At least I haven't yet. I don't, I'm just not, you know, but yet it does cost money to keep reaching people, even on Facebook, you know, you have to, you have to do, you know, like ads and, and spend money and stuff. And so I've just been doing it just whatever, you know, and, and just doing what God tells me to do. And that's my heart. That's my heart. So I just want you to let me know how this has blessed you. Share this on your page and or your profile and let's Let's advance God's kingdom and let's destroy hell, the kingdom of darkness. Let's get this out to, to everybody, to everybody. So again, I pray that this has been a blessing to you and let me know how it has. And I'll be seeing you again really soon. All right. I love you in Jesus and you're already blessed. Ephesians 1.3, Jesus is your Lord and I bless you too. All right. Have a good night. God bless you. Bye-bye.